It's the Emmy Award and Fall TV Special, now on Pop Culture Confidential. Hey everyone, I'm Christina. Welcome back to Pop Culture Confidential. So this week, we're going to be taking care of all your fall TV needs. September is a huge TV month. It marks the start of the fall TV season with all the new and returning shows coming out, as well as the Emmy Awards on September 17th, this year hosted by none other than the great Stephen Colbert. My guest this week has a whole bunch of new fall shows to recommend for us, and we're also going to be sharing our Emmy predictions so you can get those ballots ready. But without further ado, please welcome one of the lead writers of Awards Daily, a resident Brit in LA, Jazz Tanke. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Christina. It's an honor to be on the show. Oh, thank you. So I thought we'd save the predictions for last um, and talk a little bit about television in general. First, I'd like to know, looking back at the spring, um, have, what kind of trends have you seen the past, uh, you know, coming up to the summer? Well, um, it's strange watching, you know, Homeland, Veep, uh, <laughs> House of Cards, um, Hand, Handmaid's Tale, they seem to be, they seem to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Eerie Eerily scary. And, <laughs> and scary of the moment. Of exactly relevant in terms of, you know, these shows were probably written long before the election, yet you're watching something that that seems to have played seems to be playing out in real life. And um, that's, that's a big trend. So you're watching TV. But are we also watching real life? And yeah. So there was a, a fear going into the election um, of sort of what was going on, what was in the air, so to speak. There must have been. Yeah. And I, I think that was the, th the thing they were writing. I think I spoke to several, you know, a lot of directors this season for Emmys and asking, you know, how did you know what was coming up? And I said, we didn't know. We just had, you know, great writers doing great research. So looking forward to September sort of marks a, a fall TV preview when you start seeing what's coming up in the fall. Um, what are you looking forward to and what are you seeing in trends now coming up? Okay, what am I looking forward to? I'm absolutely looking forward to the return of Will and Grace. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that's been it's been done before, but, you know, who doesn't love Jack, Will, Grace and Karen and the comedy that, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Again, Bob, so excited. I can't believe we're back at NBC, taking the old peacock for another ride around the, uh, thing. the thing. What's the matter with you? Riding the old peacock? You know you got the job, right? You left all your lipstick on his ass. Also, uh, Mindhunter. I think that's totally going to be my new crime obsession. It's David Fincher. It stars Jonathan Groff and Holt McClanny. And what they do is they take us inside the mind of serial killers. So it's following two FBI agents um, who are developing new techniques, allowing you to track serial killers, rapists. Um, and what they're doing is they're interviewing the worst of the worst of the worst um, to gain an insight into the mind of a serial killer. So I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but that looks absolutely terrifying, but great. It's not easy butchering people. It's hard work. 
physically and mentally, I don't think people realize you need to vent. You know, there's a lot more like me. Do you think so? So David Fincher is the exec producer, um, as well as Charlize Theron. Oh, wow. That sounds very promising. What a team. So, so that's going to drop on Netflix in, in um, October. And then you have 10 Days in the Valley. Um, it, it stars Kyra, Sed, Kyra Sedgwick, um, who plays the ringleader of, they, the tagline is she plays the ringleader of mayhem and a, and a victim. So um, she's trying to finish a, a, a scene um, that she's writing and her daughter disappears. So... Um, you've then got a psychological thriller story and she comes apart and um, yeah, that's, that's getting a lot of, a lot of people curious about what 10 days in the Valley is, is has in store for us. People say there's some truth in every lie. We lie to ourselves every day. How are we doing for tomorrow? Convince ourselves that we're in control. Rehearsal's up. But that's rarely the case. Don't close the door, Jane. Don't you dare close the... The question is, what do you do when you're no longer shaping your own story? Mama? Ten Days in the Valley is going to be on ABC. So that starts on October the 1st on, on Sunday. Um, and then... Have you, if you've not seen Bates Motel? Oh yeah. I okay. You've Freddie Highmore is brilliant as is uh, Vera Farmiga, and now that it's ended, uh, Freddie Highmore is going to be in a show called The Good Doctor, which is starting on CB, CBS mm-hmm. um, on September the twenty fifth. He it's it's from the uh, creator of House, so we have another medical drama, but he's a surgeon who is also who is also autistic. And um, has savant syndrome, um, so it allows him to connect with his patients and fellow doctors. So that starts September the twenty fifth, and looking forward to that. Why were you rude to me when we first met, and now you want to be my friend? Which time was it that you were pretending? He's got a serious deficit. Child is alive today because of that deficit, and tomorrow one may be dead because of it. We hire Sean and we give hope to those people with limitations that those limitations are not what they think they are, that they do have a shot. Never forget, you're the smart one. You can do anything. And what about returning shows? Anything you're... Returning shows? Like Stranger um, Things. Do you think that they will do a, a good second season after all the hype? I'm looking forward to Stranger Things coming back because there's a lot, there's a lot more um, 80s. I think Sean Astin is going to be in it, um, so there's a nice, you know, homage to the 80s again for mm-hmm. us who who grew up in the yes, 80s. We love that. <laughs> that and glow. <laughs> that I'm looking forward to. Uh, the Crown, which actually drops on on December the 8th, is you know season two of the Young Queen Elizabeth. Um, you know, it's always nice as a Brit to to see royal sh- shows about the royal family. And, you know, Claire Foy was absolutely brilliant as the young Queen Elizabeth. Um, 
and this is us you know it's been a long time since there's been a great network drama um and you know the Pearson family every week you know if you're on social media you know it's on if whether you're home or whether you're not because social media your feed will just uh, you know, for the whole hour. How could you do this to me? I'm in tears. Oh my God, Kate. Oh my God. Right. Um, so I'm looking forward to the return of that. And, you know, we all thought at the end of season one, Jack would get killed off in that uh, final episode, but he didn't. So they're, they're holding us, they're holding on to us for season two and yes. see how that plays, you know, see what happens with the Pearsons. And, and anything else in, in new that we should keep our eyes out for? Um, I think, oh, also American Horror Story Cult. Mm. Well, you know, Ryan Murphy right. and um, the new season, which starts tomorrow, actually, um, or Tuesday, uh, with, with Sarah Paulson returning, Billy Lord, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter is going to be an appearance, going to make an appearance in that. Um, and... He, it's again, you know, election fever. What happens the night of? Yeah, because the story's about the night of the election or something like that. Yeah. So apparently, and I haven't seen it yet. So um, I believe the Sarah Paulson character actually votes for Jill Stein, and so it drives her a bit crazy. And I could be wrong, but I think that's what that's what happens. And you know, he's going to play in on fears and. Wow, that's going to be super interesting. <laughs> yeah. What's the thing that scares you the most? It is now official. Donald Trump is the next oh president of the United States. Since election night, it has just all been getting so much worse. The recurrence of the chlorophobia? Yes. The clowns. I'll work through it. He was right there! Allie, this is ridiculous! I know what I saw! What fills your heart with dread? Children. So, yeah, there, those, there are those shows to look forward to the returning shows and the new shows there's also the young dot uh the young sheldon which if you love the big bang theory which you know has has been going on for years now takes us back to sheldon and and how he his story began and also um jim parsons mm-hmm. does the narration that's it um so it's looking at nine-year-old sheldon cooper and if you love a good see i think i'm feeling a bit you know, I'm loving my comedy, so. Right, yeah, you, w- uh, you want some positivity this fall. <laughs> I think so. You know, it's like the world is, is a grim place and, you know, laughter is always a good medicine. And so I've pu- I've pulled out a few of the comedies um, too. And Queen Sugar, which returns, actually Queen Sugar returns this fall as well. Um, That's the Oprah Ava DuVernay show. Exactly. And if you've not seen that show, I, you know, again, that's a show to catch up on before it starts. Um, it is a wonderful story, positive story of the Baudelaire family who are, come from three different, you know, there are, there are three different stages of their life and they're brought together um, after the death of a member of their family. And it, it, again, that's it's a gripping show. It's well written. Um, all the directors are female directors, which... You know, um, it, it's a great showcase to see these directors and what they're doing and just following the story. It's, it's such a well-written show that, you know, definitely want to watch. Did your sister know Davis was sleeping with prostitutes? She should keep her bleeding heart politics to herself. Where did you get all this money from? Got some new coming in. I ain't about to do that. 
You just getting warmed up. He hasn't been truthful about a single thing. You know nothing about it. We have a warrant to search your property. I ain't doing this no more. But you get the feeling that that TV, that networks and streaming and and, and all the sort of TV producers in general are feeling um, that we have to be a little bit more positive coming up, that there's a new vibe, that that's a trend or? Look at This Is Us, you know, just to go back to that, the success of that. Why does everybody love it? Because, you know, we've all got our family problems. They come across as the perfect family, but it's such a deep layered show and you can relate to it. But there's still a lot of happy moments that we love. And I think that was, a, you know, that was definitely one of the standouts. And look at Feud last season, you know, old classic Hollywood. Right. Yeah, that was People another show. People something else and, and escape. Yeah. But let's get into the Emmys, the Emmy predictions, the the, the coming up, as I said, that it, it's going to be Stephen Colbert this year. I'm really, I think he's going to do a great job. Um, but I'd like to first start off before we see who you think is going to win and help us out with our polls here. Um, in terms of the nominations themselves, were you happy about them? Were any, were any big omissions for you? Um, I was actually very happy with the Emmy. I mean, uh uh, Emmy nominations that came out I actually and I you know a lot of the times you're changing your predictions or you know you're right up to the moment and I was I said I'm gonna uh, have Milo uh Milo Ven- Ventimiglia from This Is Ven- Us right Ventimiglia right. from This Is Us mm. I actually interviewed him and I'd watched the show and I said, you know, and I was seeing him, a few people predict him, but not many people. And I said, I think he's going to take that last slot. So I know some people were unhappy, but I was actually very happy with that one. Who did the other ones? If they didn't want Mila, was there someone else they were? Um, they were... I think, I think Rami Malek didn't, did he, Rami Malek oh, right. get no, in? No, he I didn't think, get in. Yeah, he didn't get in. So right. yeah, so people were were um he was snubbed and people were upset for that and i i just thought um might have had a stronger right, right. if you know stronger year so i miss carrie coon for the leftovers um i think she's great in fargo too but i think that the leftovers is going to go down in history as as just the incredible series that it is but it's not a very um, widely seen series and that's why I, I, I missed her there that's true oh my gosh I forgot that. you know I mean The Leftovers was the last season was incre- was actually very it was incredible it ended really you know ended on a great note and that's what well can I take you through a few categories and see what you think let's do it Okay, so I thought some of the the main ones, and if there's someone and something you want to talk about in particular later, um, then we'll go back to that one. But let's start with comedy actor. Okay. Um, in that one, we have Anthony Anderson from Blackish, Aziz Ansari, Master of None, Zach Galifianakis in Baskets, Donald Glover in Atlanta, William H Macy, Shameless, and Jeffrey Tambor of Transparent. What do you think? I think Donald Glover is going to take it. Mm. Um, I yeah, I I feel he will be the one to to go with that this this year. What who who do you think? Will... Well, I think I agree. I think it's between Donald and Aziz Ansari. I, mm-hmm. I have the feeling because transparent. I mean, Jeffrey Tambor's won a few times. He's and, won, yeah. And and but I think those two. But the, the thing that's interesting about those two is that they're both 
so much of their show. But I, I think I agree that maybe Donald Glover has an edge. It was it was also, um, you know, the fresh the freshman, you know, series to score the nomination. Everything else has been out there before. So that was, you know, it was it was a breakout comedy. It stood out a lot of, you know, it, it did actually pick up uh, comedy series at the WGA, the PGA. And Atlanta, I think oh, yeah. the... Yeah, the Critics' Choice Awards. So it's been getting a lot of love throughout the year. Um, and, um, you know, Donald Glover himself has got the, the um, I think he, he got the the Image Award for directing as well. So that's why I'm leaning more towards Donald Glover this right. year in Best Actor. We'll okay, see. so comedy actress, we have Pamela Adlon for Better Things, Tracy Ellis Ross in Blackish, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin for Grace and Frankie. That was great. Yes, Alison Janney in Mom, Ellie Kemper in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus for Veep. Any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus, doesn't she always? I mean, I think she's absolutely fantastic, but I, I have the feeling that she's won many, many times. She has won many times, and I think she's going to win again oh, because I do. I am, again. It was just such. It was an. It was a great season, and it's like usually sometimes the comedies like they drop and they they're not as funny. For some reason, this season was hilarious. Um, I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna get it. I I love that Jane Fonda did get nominated. I love Grace and Frankie. Blackish again. They're all such great actresses. Um, I love Pamela Adlon too. Better things, but but okay. So it's Julius to to lose again. She she. I mean, I think she's so. No one deserves it better than her. But it's interesting that she seriously has that category year after year. I think she's won it, if I'm not mistaken. I think she's won it, like, for five years. Right. I, we need to look that up, but I believe she's won it, like, five years in a row. But she always has the greatest speeches, so... so. <laughs> Maybe they like the speeches as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so drama actor. Here you have your Milo Ventimiglia from This Is Us, as well as one of my favorites, Sterling K. Brown. From oh, this my gosh. Also, who was on last week. Um Kevin Spacey from House of Cards, Liev Schreiber, Ray Donovan, Matthew Rice from The Americans, Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul, and Anthony Hopkins from Westworld. This is a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, but I'm going to, and you, he was great last week on, on your show, uh, Sterling. Yay! Um, <laughs> I think so too. I mean, what an arc he had on last season with this biological father and exactly that's that's what I was gonna say um he's he's just you know he won last year when he for the people the OJ Simpson um I think he's he's going to win this year because as you said that that arc of Randall there are so many just talking about you know um his breakdown when Kevin leaves the show and run and you know, right, right. he's about to make his debut. Then you've got the Memphis episode where he's walking, where he's going through Memphis with his biological dad. And I think that it, it, that's a hard one to be. It's also, I mean, this is a, seems to be an, an Emmy uh, voting audience 
favorite every time there's an event it's, it's impossible to get into and the the you know the dga or wherever they are it's always packed to to standing standing mm-hmm. room so there might be an indication right, um right. but yeah i'm thinking maybe maybe bob odenkirk has a chance but but i'm not but i don't know where i'm really getting them it just feels like the other ones have have been around a while house of cards and ray donovan and and but yeah but i i i think i'm with you on this one 100 percent with sterling yeah and then we have drama actress let's see oh. here we have viola davis the wonderful for viola davis for how to get away incredible with your favorite claire foy for the crown Elizabeth Moss, The Handmaid's Tale, Carrie Russell, The Americans, Evan Rachel Wood, Westworld, and Robin Wright, House of Cards. Oh, I, yeah, all great. Um, all brilliant character arcs this year. Um, now, I love Claire Foy, but Elizabeth Moss yes. <laughs> is overdue. She didn't get it for Mad Men, um, and you know, Handmaid's Tale. She she was she was incredible in Mad Men and um her her character was so Oh she so never won for a Mad Men. I didn't realise that. No. So, you know, she's just absolutely brilliant in in the show. Um and the way she voices that character, bringing that character from the book to TV, you know, to T to to screen was just, you know, it's it's a my it's mind blown performance, um, and she is overdue. So I'm right. gonna go for Claire Foy. Um, oh, for but Claire that's Foy. What's, no, you not sorry, not Claire Foy. It's Moss. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Yes. Right. No, I think I'm gonna agree with you on that one as well. And before we get into the shows, I'd like to take the actor and actress for limited series just because they're so, I mean, the level of sort of superstar actresses oh, that are gosh. in limited series, it's almost oh, like it was four Oscars put together or something like that. Because <laughs> in limited series actors, we have Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon in Feud, Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon in Big Little Lies, Felicity Huffman for American Crime, and Carrie Coon, the wonderful for Fargo. I mean, that the level of sort of combined talent there over the years is pretty incredible it could read like an oscar nomination one right um i mean i i have no idea about this one carrie coon is out you know yes she deserves lots of love for fargo and um the leftovers but yeah reese reese susan all incredible i think the race is truly between nicole kidman and jessica lang Mm -hmm. um and it's a tough it's a really tough tough call um and i believe from the chat that i've heard i think nicole kidman is in the lead but i don't think we should count jessica lang out um and it's you know she played joan crawford so well and i think it's better than anything we've ever seen her do with Ryan Murphy before, personally. Lucille, this entire production is an elaborate opportunity for you to humiliate me, isn't it? What are you talking about? You, Bob, the whole fucking crew abandoned me out at that plantation. Mamacita had to find a phone and call a city cab to bring us back. No, No, I don't believe you. 
the proclaimed alliance back in Los Angeles, you never had any intention of honoring. That is not true. Christ, what a fool I was to sign up for this picture, and a bigger fool to think I could ever trust you. I need you to be brilliant. I'm just trying to help you get there. Oh, you're giving me a hand up? Because you're the superior talent. Well, I don't want your help. You've always been overrated. I guess that explains my 11 Oscar nominations. I think she could get it. I mean, it's just, you know, are they are the voters going to go for Hollywood? Uh, you know, old Hollywood, glamorous Hollywood and Jessica Lange. Although she's won before, or are they going to go for Nicole Kidman, who played her character again, you know, so well and... You know, that therapist scene playing the, you know, the uh, retired lawyer, um, but behind closed doors, you know, there was an ugly, it was, it was quite ugly. So, so I think it's between the two of them. That's interesting. And both of those actors are, I mean, the year, the past few, the years, they're just doing everything right now too. They've just done so many great things this past two years or something like that. So they're such at the top of their game. <laughs> and Nicole Kidman's got four things, you know, she's yeah, got, she's, she's got top of, she's everywhere. She's got top of the lake. She did Beguiled. She's, you know, she's on Big Little Lies. She is everywhere. So I think let's not count Jessica Lang out okay. just yet. Okay, that's interesting. But that's a very tough one. That was a Sophie's choice. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there's a there's some incredible huge names in in actor in limited series as well. Um, there we have Robert De Niro, no less, um, for The Wizard of Lies. He played Bernie Madoff. Uh -huh. John Turturro in The Night of. Jeffrey Rush in Genius. Ewan McGregor for Fargo. Benedict Cumberbatch from Sherlock. And Riz Ahmed for The Night of. All incredible. And The Night of, you know, I mean that screened when in ja January but that was a long time ago yeah. a long time ago but I think Riz Ahmed his performance of I think seeing his change from did he do it did he not do it and what the prison system does to you and just that transformation I think it's going to Riz Okay, I'm going to this one. I'm going to go against you because I'm thinking John Turturro. I just think he was so amazing as the, the the lawyer. Um, yeah, and just with all his, even though it, he didn't have all as much screen time at all, I just thought that was the one of the performances of the year for me. But that was maybe for me. The night Naz was arrested, he lost a lot. He lost his freedom to return home to his family, to his school, to his night job that helps pay for that school. But what he didn't lose, and what none of us can lose, were his constitutional rights to an attorney, to a fair and impartial trial by you, his peers, and to the presumption of his innocence beyond a reasonable doubt. That show was was so well done, um, and he, yeah, he was. It uh, he does stand out, but yeah, I did have to go for Riz. Okay, and and I'm one of the few. I I love Robert De Niro, but I didn't like The Wizard of Lies very much. Did you see that? I did see The Wizard of Lies. I, I but it's not. It was good, but it's not memorable in the same way that say. I mean, even Genius is 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 memorable. I think. Right, it was very quite yeah. a straightforward sort of biopic that didn't 
I mean, yeah. it, it, it's not, I mean, he's always great De Niro, but it's not the De Niro that maybe deserves an Emmy. <laughs> the De Niro that we love, the yes. way you, yeah. <laughs> so is there any other of the other categories before I talk about this, the big um, sort of best drama, best comedy um, that you have thought about or anything you think is interesting? So the one show, there are two shows that I love nominated in two different categories. There's First of all, the uh, Martha and Snoop Potluck's Dinner Party, which is nominated for Best Reality Show Host. Uh, have you seen it at all? I, I have seen one, and it was amazing. I love it. <laughs> it. It is the wildest show ever on TV because it's it's the it's an unlikely duo. You know, Martha Stewart, Snoop Dogg, rapper. You know, at home living. Yet they've made the most unlikeliest but brilliant pairing on tv um and each week what they do is they invite the audience in and they have guests and they cook a potluck dinner uh, but what's great is you're seeing martha stewart this whole side of, of martha stewart that we've not really seen before um where she's listening off rappers like p diddy usher and and snoop dogg is um, you know, cooking a lobster. And so when it got nominated, it was actually, that's one nomination I was really happy to see. This is the weirdest group of people ever on a stage together. <laughs> I make fried chicken a wee bit better than Snoop. Oh, Snoop, look at this. Oh, wow, look at this. <laughs> it's a piece of weave in there. <laughs> Martha, let me try that again. I want to add the truffle topping. It's like a mushroom. It's like a mushroom. Do it do what mushrooms do? Because if it is, I'm a fan of truffles now. <laughs> you can grate the nutmeg. You want me to break these nuts? No, I want you to grate them. Grate these nuts? Great. <laughs> oh, grate these nuts? And do you think it'll take its category? I, I don't know, uh, but I, I've got my fingers crossed for it because it, it is one of those shows that, you know, it... It would be great to see that happen for them. And, um, yeah. And then you have RuPaul's Drag Race, which received eight nominations uh, this year. And there's been so much talk about it. It's really sort of become a, a real must-see. Well, it's I think, you know, it's moving to VH1 um, from Logo, expanded its audience, so it's now got a mainstream audience. It raises the bar every season. Mm-hmm. Um you know, this, this when they moved to see to uh, to VH1, the season nine opener had Lady Gaga as a judge coming in as a drag. You know, she entered the show at the workshop as a drag queen contestant. So everyone was like, "Wait, is that really Lady Gaga? <laughs> is that a drag queen?" Um, but I think more importantly, you know, in this day and age, again, you know with everything that's going on, it's about you know the message of self love is. Uh, that you constantly hear on the show and learning to love yourself, loving loving others. And, um, you know, they also had it there for uh, a transgender con- contestant this year. So, you know, little girls are watching the show. As, you know, everybody's watching the show. Um, and I think that's, that's the show I'd like to see when it's... Think you've seen drama? I see the claws coming out. Oh. <gasps> I'm so glad these girls see me as a threat. Competition's on. Think you've seen Shade? Does she know what she looks like? Because if not, I need to tell her. I have underwear older than her. The only thing that we're going to be mopping is the floor with you, honey. 
Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. Let's do the, the sort of the big ones of the night, the ones that come in here. First of all, best comedy series. There we have Atlanta, Blackish, Master of None, Modern Family, Silicon Valley, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and Veep. If Modern Family wins, I'm turning it off. <laughs> I was going to say, I went through a Modern Family event. It, everybody still loves that. There is still so much love for that show. And the episode that I saw, um, you know, it, it was, it's funny, but it's like, okay, I think. Well, we've seen it. I mean. We've just seen We have. I think Veep. I, I'm going to call Veep. What about you? Well, I, I, I think. I mean, here's this is a tough one because I think Leaf, Leap is spectacular. They managed to to you know do comedy in a political climate where it's really hard to do comedy because of everything that's going on. I mean, just what they're doing is amazing and the actors are amazing. But I really I think if Atlanta or Master of None would win would be really fun. I just think they're so um, both of those. Um, are so new and fresh and something we haven't seen and addressing issues right. um, addressing issues that are just really important and, and that people haven't addressed in that way really in comedy so yeah. but I mean that's just the, the, what, what I would choose between one of those but I'm not sad if Veep that... wins if Modern Family wins I'm turning it off <laughs> If Modern Family wins again, I think yeah, you and I are in the same boat. But I do think Atlanta is a, is a threat to to V. I think V will probably win, but don't don't be surprised if Atlanta takes it. Because yeah, the the Emmy winners are maybe a little bit more or voters are maybe a little bit more traditional, and they may go for something like Veep or Modern Family over that. But, <laughs> but I, I'm hoping that they can see. I, I agree. I think I've noticed that. Like, And I love based, Blackish too, but I'm, I'm thinking that may not have much of a chance. I'm not see. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Blackish too. I mean, the, the great cast, great, you know, the writing on that is brilliant. But now I'm thinking, what if they give it to Modern Family? Because they like, they're traditional. They I tend know. To... <laughs> Look at Game of Thrones. I'm thinking that that what happens at the end, we're saying all these new, and then they go for the shows that have always been nominated, like you know, like Kevin Spacey will win for House of Cards or something like that. <laughs> but I mean, it's the same as the Oscars; it's a huge voting body of of people, and maybe in in at an age where you're not putting on Blackish and Master of None, you're watching yeah. sort of more traditional sitcomish type of things. But um, but that would be fun <laughs> if one of those. But won. they. They know what they're going to get, though, if they watch Modern Family. Right. I right. think Modern Family, Veep, they know what they're going to get. If they watch Master None or Atlanta or even Blackish, it's like, well, I don't know what this is about. Do I have the energy to stick it out for, you know, past the first five episodes? Who knows? Right, right. And, I mean, it sounds like the Modern Family is in no way horrible or offensive. <laughs> it's just the most traditional sitcom type of thing that seems to have been on this nominations for just every single season it's there they love modern family <laughs> okay drama then here we have better call saul the crown handmaid's oh. tale house of cards stranger things this is us and westworld now that's a oh really eclectic mix of different things it's so different and it changed i've changed my thoughts on this so many times i've gone from not, I haven't had Westworld in there. I can see why Westworld got nominated. 
Um, but I've the, the this is a Stranger Things, Handmaid's Tale, The Crown. Depending on when you speak, to, when you spoke to me, is when I would have said Stranger Things one day. I said The Handmaid's Tale the the other mm-hmm. day, The Crown at one moment. Um, but I think I'm going to stick with This Is Us. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, between This Is Us or sh- maybe Stranger Things, um, it's just because. Yeah, I think you know This Is Us is, it's it's great. Uh, you know, it is a great show. There's the acting, the writing, the flawed, and um, but beautiful Pearson family, and there's just so much to it week after week. But mm. and it's available to everyone. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a net, it's a network show. Um, think i'm gonna go for that okay i think you're right i think and and for the exactly the reason you're i think and it's a really really good show but it's the most accessible of these um it it seems like it really has a broad audience of of lots of emotion and and appeals to everyone as on network i mean i personally would i think handmaid's tale is is just like i'll remember this series for years <laughs> for me but i think with the handmaid's tale and i you know as great as that show was i think so you know the male now i'm gonna upset some people but i think the male voters might not oh i think you're right not um it might not sit very well with the men with the male voters so that's where i think this is us over handmaid's tale um I loved Stranger Things. I'm sorry. It was, it was. Oh, I loved it too. Great. Seeing Winona Ryder on TV again, the kids. So you're between those two, you think? But I, I mean, I would love Handmaid's Tale to get it, but I just don't think that the, the male voters would, will tick that box. No, no, I'm afraid they won't, won't either. But I'm thinking more than, Stranger Things also seems a little bit, niched for this audience uh, for the voting body that we're talking about sort of 80s and younger. right i'm thinking that what could really get in there with this voting on is the crown actually that that's why i mean it was what that was one of my first when i saw the crown i thought this is gonna win best drama um because everybody loves you know, what john lithgow's winston churchill right he was great i I don't know. I mean, you could. It's a that's a tough. I think so many of the categories are tough this year because there's so much. They're they're all great. Right. Right. Um, no, but just historical drama in general, and um, all is always something that voters go for. And then this this particular year with all the Diana um, documentaries and that, I'm I'm thinking that that could sort of come get in there and actually take a lot of votes. Could well do. Well, Jazz, this has been so much fun, and I'm going to hold you to these, so we'll have to email each other and see how we, we do. We will. Let's do it. <laughs> September 17th. I think I September 17th. Yes. So we'll see what happens, and we'll compare notes. Exactly. Well, I think we're we're on the same page on most of them, but it'll be interesting on a few. Thank you it's so much. It's fun to be different. Yes, for taking your time for this. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Christina. That was a lot of fun.
Thank you so much to Jazz Tanke of Awards Daily. Um, I will hold you to those predictions. So we'll see how we all do after September 17th. And I'm very much looking forward to this fall season as well. I personally cannot wait for the return of Larry David and his new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Better Things with Pamela Adlon, and maybe most of all, David Simon's new show, Deuce, which I think looks super excellent. But maybe we'll have a chance to return to those in coming episodes of Pop Culture Confidential. But for now, please join us next week. You can visit our homepage on popcultureconfidential.com. Send us any thoughts or comments on Twitter, at PodPopCulture culture and please rate us on itunes or soundcloud if you have a moment that really helps us out this show was edited by tom hansen theme music by carl bori and produced by renee wieterstedt and myself i'm christina yerling biro thank you so much for listening History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.